Come on, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise in this place. Come on, you could do better than that. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Lift your hands to heaven. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's in this place. I thank you, God, for signs, wonders, and miracles. I thank you the devil is a liar. For everybody who told me, you shouldn't have church on Mother's Day. Nobody's going to come to church on Sunday night Mother's Day. There's nothing like sticking it to the devil with a full house full of people hungry for the things of God. <laughs> Anything the devil says he can't do, just do it twice as hard. Give him a big foam fist. Amen. Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> I feel the anointing in this house. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for signs and wonders and miracles. Even now, breakthroughs and turnarounds, Father. Breakthroughs and turnarounds. Breakthroughs and turnarounds. Turning seas into highways. Causing rivers to burst forth in the desert. Even when you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. Even when you pass through the rivers, you will not drown. It will not overtake you. Why? For the Lord thy God is with thee. Wherever you would go. Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in this house. Now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, all God's people said. Amen. Give God a mighty hand of praise one more time. Hallelujah. Glory. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. How about some of them kids coming up here and give me a hand, all right? Come on, kids. Give them a big hand as these kids come down here. Hallelujah. Just keep them coming. Amen. Cheaper by the dozen for some of you folks. Praise God. Who? Hey, this way. He doesn't listen much. He's like his mother. Amen. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Amen. Aren't they beautiful? Hallelujah. Somebody got a bucket with them raffle tickets? How about bringing them on down? Maybe you grew up in the church where if you had a raffle, they were going to split hell wide open. I hate to tell you, but it's not in the Bible. Amen. How about one of you kids? Lexi, you got your hand up first. Come on over. Pick one of those tickets out. You want to try it? Just hang tight, brother. Amen. Just one. You didn't pick your mom's ticket, did you? You read them numbers? One, four, eight, one, two, five, nine. Say it again. One, four, eight, one, two, five, nine. Come on, Jen, you won. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Amen. Can you give that to her, sweetie? Thank you. Amen. Who picked one over here? Levi, pick one. Quit being so Pentecostal. Amen. <laughs> Takes after his mother. Praise God. Oh, just one. You got 17 in your hand. Amen. We'll work on counting next week. I'm going to read this one for you. 
In case you're wondering, this is not child harassment. This one belongs to me. Amen? All right, just in case anybody didn't know. That pastor's rough on the kids. It's my kid. Amen. 1481321. 1481321. Tanea, come on down. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Uh oh, Eliana's got one now. Last week they had 10 babies upstairs. So I don't know what you people do in your spare time, but no, I'm teasing. 1281251. <laughs> Come on down. There's miracles in the cafe tonight. Amen. One more. Who's picking? Lucky pick down the end here. My buddy. You're all just following me everywhere. Amen. <laughs> One, four, eight, one, two, six, seven. One, two, six, seven. Kyla, come on down. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, you guys got something to say? One, two, three. Happy All right, give him a big hand. God bless you guys. You guys may go. Amen. Thank God for the wonderful kids of Thrive Church. Thrive Kids, amen. I love you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ho! Mr. Levi's throwing things. Amen. <laughs> Levi George. For those of you that just won, what each of you won was a $250 gift certificate to Woodlock Resort. So God bless you. Amen. For the rest of you ladies, you all get a gift on the way out the door. Amen. And it's not a broom. Praise God. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Happy Mother's Day. I know Mother's Day can be great for some people. It's tough for others. No matter where you may fall on that spectrum, I want to say we love you. You have a church that's for you. We'll support you in the good times or the bad. Amen? Amen. We'll love you at your best. We'll love you at your worst. Why? Because we're just trying to represent who Jesus is. And everybody is somebody to Jesus. I said everybody's somebody to Jesus. Amen? I've never been to Woodlock. But I hear ladies like it, so I hope that those of you that won, enjoy yourselves. Amen? Give them a big hand. I have another gift, too. Where's Miss Sharon at? she leave me? Is your name Miss Sharon? Then come here. Amen. I mean you, sister. Amen. I didn't think about that. I graduated from Lakeland. You ever heard of it? Amen. <laughs> you came here to help clean on Mother's Day, so I wanted to bless you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for this wonderful woman of God. I pray you have a wonderful Mother's Day. I pray that God does the unbelievable in your life. 
You believe the unbelievable, you receive the impossible. And anything's doable. Bless her, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. And Eric and Cindy were here too. And I already gave them their gift. But I told them, I said, you come here and help me. How about a Ruth Chris date on my dime? Amen. So we bought them a wonderful dinner at Ruth Chris. Amen. Bless them on Mother's Day. Maybe you're not used to a church that gives things away, just one that looks for money. We're just the opposite. The church shouldn't be like this. It ought to be like this. And I say this the nicest way I know how, which doesn't mean much. If that stuff like that offends you, this is not the place for you. Because I believe in radical giving and radical living. I believe in giving to people, blessing people, breaking the back of poverty in people's lives. I believe in blessing people. And I know a thing or two about sowing seed. Amen. And I know God never forgets a seed. Every seed demands a harvest. And it is a privilege to be able to be blessed and just bless people left and right. A wonderful, wonderful community of faith right here that loves God and loves each other. Man, I feel the anointing. I think we're going to get to preaching if that's all right. Do me a favor. Sing that chorus one more time. Everybody just stand lift your hands if you would just for a moment. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a mighty hand of praise in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Give this team a big hand. I appreciate them very much. Hallelujah. Everybody who serves here from the cafe to the ushers to the security. Amen. The media team. Thank God for the kids workers. They have my kids. They need to be thanked. Amen. <laughs> it's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Brother Lou didn't make it tonight, mostly because he heard that only women could win gifts tonight, so he stayed home. Amen. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. He got to know he's getting a hard time for not being here. Rick made it back. Amen. Yeah, give him a big hand. Good to have him back. And for all you lovely ladies out there that are single, amen. <laughs> Prospects, he's shaking his head. And the chase for the race for number four, amen. No, I'll tease it. This is a church, I promise you, if you don't like to laugh, you will not like it here. I believe laughter, as the Bible says in Proverbs, a merry heart doeth good like medicine. Sometimes it's good just to laugh, Amen. Sometimes late at night, I'll just put on a little Don Rickles before bed. 
and just laugh at insult humor till I go to sleep. So maybe that's where some of it comes from. Amen. I don't know where. But I like to laugh in the presence of the Lord. I like to laugh in the good times or the bad. Because I found out that if you learn to lift your hands, the Bible says God sits in the heavens and laughs at his enemies. The Bible also says he'd fill your mouth with laughter. That the joy of the Lord is your strength. So for some of y'all, you do yourself some good and start laughing again. Amen? Start smiling again. You've done enough frowning for three lifetimes. It's time to smile again. Amen? Enjoy yourself. Welcome to the house of God. Welcome to Thrive Church. Honesdale, it's great to be here. Another wonderful Sunday night in God's house. Amen? Anybody notice that sign on the other end of the building? Apparently not everybody liked it because I got a call from the borough Friday morning. Some people complained. Amen. You're not even from the area, so you do the math. <laughs> it's okay. I love sticking it to the devil more than anything. Amen. Brother Harrison isn't here tonight. We'll forgive him. Usually he's here playing drums. Good looking guy with the handlebar mustache. Amen. It's funny, I was believing God for a sign. I never told anybody. Didn't take an offering, nothing like that. I said, Lord, we're like a secret society. We have no sign. <laughs> we moved over this building, no sign. <laughs> so I never thought any more about it. And instead of getting a sign, God gave me a soul. A wonderful guy who owns a sign company, amen, Harrison Signs. Loves the Lord, has a wonderful family to here tonight, appreciate their friendship very much, their prayers. Him and I are kind of a bad duo, amen, because uh, we both kind of like to dream big, believe God. So when he said, Pastor, I got this idea of putting some letters on there, I said, ooh, now my wheels are turning. I said, how big can we make them? I said, I want them big enough that Elon Musk can see them from the sky, Amen. Luckily for them, we didn't have any more room on that gay board. They'd be even bigger, amen? But I'm pretty sure you could see them from a 747 at this point. But that's the wonderful thing about God. You could be believing for something, and God will give you somebody. He'll give you somebody that has the same vision, that loves the Lord, and God will stir them too and say, here's what I think we can do. Here's how I can honor God with my business, with my living with my giving, with my everything. So I thank God for that, amen. My friend Harrison, he's out there playing drums tonight. We'll forgive him. But I pray he has a wonderful night, amen. He's texting me pictures before, because even when he's not here, all of his drumsticks, they thrive on him. So he's always got thrive with him wherever he is. And I just love wonderful people who love God and are committed to the house and have a heart for the house and a heart for the vision. And there's so many people like that here that make up this church. It's, it's kind of unbelievable. You know, they, they told me that people don't go to church on Sunday nights. Well, they were wrong. Then they, you know, I, I've been so encouraged, Brother Jacob, by so many people. You'll never have a church there. It's not going to work out. No, I just don't listen to what other people say. I just want to hear what God has to say. I don't mean that disrespectfully. But when God's the one who called you and you believe that God's the one who blesses you and God's the one who increases you and God's the one who gives you favor, you're not so worried about what everybody else has to say or think. Because you know what opinions are like. 
armpits. Amen, sister. And most of them stink. But wonderfully, God has given us this graciously this beautiful facility we've been able to renovate to the glory of God. Amen. And fix up to the glory of God. And we're starting working in the next building, too, to the glory of God. And God did all this debt free. I might make you excited, but make me excited. God did all this debt free, amen, where they said it couldn't be done. Come on, somebody. Because that's what faith can do. I said that's what faith can do. And I've been teaching on holy habits. We talked last week on renewing the mind. And I felt led to kind of stick right there. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, you can turn. If not, Kyla will help us on the screens. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 reads like this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Oh boy. Even when we feel like it. I'm the only one. I know you guys are way more holy than me. But even when we... <laughs> oh man. We don't wage war like the, war like the world does. In other words, we don't fight fire with fire, though we feel like it. Ed and I are the only ones that feel like it. For the rest of y'all, we're starting a small group. It's called the Big Fat Liars Club. Amen. Though <laughs> <laughs> we live in a world, we don't wage war as the world does. Why? Because when you don't do things the way the world does them, you get the mind of God and do things the way God wants them done. The Bible says in Psalm 127, 1, lest the Lord builds the house... Those who labor, labor in vain. When you do things man's ways, you only get man's results. Look around. When you do things God's ways, you get God's results. doesn't matter who doesn't believe it. It doesn't matter who's with you or who's against you. If God be for you, who can be against you? I told the boys upstairs just before. I said, I don't want to do anything in my own strength. I want the Lord to build the house. I want the Lord to build my businesses. I want the Lord to build my family. Try in your own strength. Let me know how it works for you. I want the Lord to build my finance. Oh, boy. I don't believe in tithing. Oh, how's it working out for you? You say amen, or you can say ouch. It's still the truth. It's still the word of God. Nelson said ouch. Amen. It's still the word of God. They're holy habits because God has ways of producing things in your life that you never thought you could produce. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ever ask. Some of those kids that were down here, they're not asked big. They're not asked big. You don't believe me? I'll send you the Christmas list. <laughs> exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask, you can imagine, or you can even think. According to what? His power that's at work within you. He's not even telling you you got to do it in your own power. He's saying, no, you can do it in my power. And my power can do more than you can ever ask, you can imagine, or you can think. Now, how do you do that? We talked a little bit on it last week. You have to renew your mind. Renew your mind daily. Because a mindset stuck on lack can't produce an abundance of anything. Oh, man. A mindset set on, stuck on lack cannot produce an abundance of anything. Spiritually, physically, financially, relationally, emotionally, any area of your life, you got to get rid of the stinking thinking. You have to get rid of the stinking thinking. Come on. you got to get on the power of the positive mind. you got to put on the mind of Christ, who's a winner. 
And in fact, he said he'd make you more than a conqueror. You're either a victim or a victor. It's one or the other. Oh, boy. It's one or the other. It's either black or it's white. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. For the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Somebody say divine power. To demolish strongholds. Whoo. That's shouting ground, the household of faith. The Bible says in John 16, verse 13, it says, How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he'll lead and guide you into all truth. Verse 14 says it like this. For he does not speak on his own authority, but every word he hears the Father saying. Now, I like verse 15. Because verse 15 says, Now all that the Father has is mine. This is Jesus speaking. And the Holy Spirit's going to take it and give it unto you. In other words, because of Jesus, hear me, you have access to everything God has. You have divine access to everything God is, everything God has. You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. It's time, hear me, it's time to believe God again. The only limits in this life are the ones you put on yourself. Oh, boy. Don't shout me down all at once. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Last I checked, people are born in hospitals or in bathtubs if they like it at home but it's still not on the wrong side of the tracks. Amen? I was born on the wrong side of the spoon. I've never met a baby born on a spoon. Come on, think about this. This is the same excuse as people make for why they can't do things in this life. Especially, let me me help you, you're living in America. This is the most blessed nation on the earth. This is the land of opportunity. doesn't matter if there's a Democrat or a Republican. Don't worry, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Amen. In the White House, because that, that, that doesn't set the standard. God does. I thank God for people that are running for counsel that are godly people. But hear me. God's the one who will bless you. God's the one who will increase you. If your blessing comes from the government, you're done. I mean, really. Well, the economy's rough. I'm screwed. No, because that's the mentality you put on. Instead of saying, no, I live in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is built upon in- oh. built upon increase, faith to faith, victory to victory, glory to glory. I had a rough 48 hours, I'm going to be honest with you, the last two days. You know what I, I decided on my way home? It was offended, I don't care. I said, you know what, devil, go to hell. I said, I'm going to get on my motorcycle with a couple of my friends. I'm going to take a ride over to Waymart Hotel, Christy. And I'm going to eat so much (laughs) of that smoked brisket. Amen. And enjoy some company with some other believers. That I don't have any time to be upset. Despondent. Depressed. Some of y'all know me very well. You ever seen me any of those things? No. You know why? Because I realize I, I got to, it's not those thoughts don't come. The average human, hear me, has 80,000 negative thoughts a day. Scientific fact, 80,000 negative thoughts a day. Well, I don't think I need to renew your mind. Oh, Bubba, you need to renew your mind. <laughs> Look past the overalls, amen. It's time to renew your mind. That's why he said, hey, put on the mind of Christ. Romans chapter 12, let your mind be transformed. Day in, day out, you got to put on the mind of Christ. Especially when tough things come your way. I said, especially when tough things come your way. 
I'm not going to lie to you and tell you things, there won't be tough things in this life. Sure there will be. Jesus said, in this life you'd have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. The Bible says in Psalm 145, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. Every last one. He didn't say there wouldn't be stuff. You just don't focus on the stuff. The same Savior that took a nap during a storm. Like category five. Oh my Jesus, where is Jesus? Taking a nap. Sleeping. He's not worried about it. Gets up. Peace be still. It's a mindset. It's the battlefield of the mind. Come on, Joyce Meyer. Amen. I'll take that one Holy Ghost grunt. The battlefield of the mind. For some of you guys on Mother's Day, this is the hardest day of the year. I, I, I know people in this congregation. For some people, they've lost children premature, things of that nature. This is the hardest day of the year, and you're still in God's house. That's called putting on a victor's mentality. The victor's crown. Hear me. You could be at home wallowing in your sorrows, and I'm not negating that things aren't hard, but what I am saying is, no, I'm coming to God's house anyway. I'm a, hey, just like David said when he lost his child. He said, yes, there was a time of weeping. Yes, there was a time of mourning. But I've taken off this sackcloth and ashes. And I need to get returned to my father's house. Because though I can't bring the baby back, someday I can go to where the baby is. Hear me. You've got to renew my mind. Renew my mind. Let me help you. Especially when the economy's tough. You've got to renew your mind. Spiritually, you've got to renew your mind. Physically, when you don't feel like getting out of bed. The alarm clock still goes off tomorrow morning. Come on, somebody. Oh, I think I'll just lay here. No, you'll be F-I-R-E-D. Amen. Brother Trump, you're fired. All right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I make myself laugh, nonetheless. In case you didn't know, I am having the time of my life pastor in this church. I really am. I, I, I did a, a, a television program Friday for a large network. It went into 200 nations of the world. And uh, it's a privilege to be on there. I was on there about a month ago. And while I was on there, they had over 25,000 calls in the prayer center for prayer and for miracles. Actual viewers tuned in and watched the entire thing, over 9 million homes. It's amazing what God's doing. Believe me, I can brag on God's goodness until Jesus comes. So I did a program the other day, and it was different because I never did one like this before. The host is in Chicago. There was a pastor from South, uh, Southern California, myself, and a pastor from South Florida. So I said, Lord, I'm the odd man out. Amen. They got the beautiful weather. Send it here in Jesus' name. And it was really kind of a neat format. And then there was an international host who was in Dubai uh, who owns the network. So they had us on. And it's funny because you get a couple minutes each. They ask you a couple of questions. And I told them, I said, I am having the time of my life pastoring in a place called Honesdale. You may not have never heard of it, but you will. <laughs> Some of you laugh. You wait and see. Hang around me a minute. Possess what I confess. Whew. And so it was kind of neat. They did that, and then the first minister got about 10 minutes to preach. Then they gave me, I, I was the main speaker, so 20 minutes to preach and minister to people in prayer. Of course, there's a number they could call in call centers. 
and then a minister uh, for 10 minutes on the end of the program. And then, of course, they had us pray and stuff. <laughs> I just felt led in my spirit to start teaching people to believe God no matter where they were, that God can do anything. God can do anything. If you would just get rid of this thing and think, hear me, and put on the mind of Christ. That's Sharon sitting back there. How many years has it been since they told you you had stage four cancer? Five. You're supposed to die about five years ago. You're still here. Amen. And she'll live a lot longer, too. Why do I say that? To shove it in the devil's face. She went to the doctor last week. Numbers just keep going down, 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 down. And they're going to keep going down until that thing goes right back to hell where it came from. I say this humbly, but especially you young guys want to be using the gifts of the Spirit. If you can get people to see themselves well, hear me, fourth dimension stuff, dimension dreams and visions, get people to see themselves healed and pray for them, it's easy to get people healed. Because most people lose their miracle right here. I wish I had the time. I'd prove it to you all night long from the Word. But we'll take a few minutes here. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Now, wait a minute. What's the knowledge of God? I am healed. Amen. I am blessed. I am well. Goodness and mercy are chasing me all the days of my life. His favor surrounds me like a shield. His angels go before me. They're encamped around. Hallelujah. They're encamped around me. I'll be the head and not the tail above and never beneath. See, you understand the knowledge of God is the word. Oh. The knowledge of God is the word of God. So though you may look at something in the natural, the gift of faith looks at things the way God looks at them. What you see as a funeral, God sees as a resurrection. The knowledge of God is, I know it looks bad in the natural, but I'm not operating by the natural. I operate by the supernatural. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not negating they said cancer, but cancer can go to hell. Don't worry, I'm not swearing. My grandmother's here. Amen. She keeps me in check. The knowledge of God, hear me, operates on the, the realm of the supernatural. Faith's not moved by what it sees. Faith's not moved by what it hears, that's for sure. And it's not moved by what it feels. It's moved by what the Word of God says. But you can't access the things of God without accessing the mind of God. Oh, man. He said in Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. But I'm telling you, there's a precious gift called the Holy Spirit. Jesus is God's gift to the world for every single person. But after you get saved, God gives you a gift it's a two-for-one deal, amen, called the Holy Spirit. And God's Holy Spirit is the precious gift to the church. And the Holy Spirit will cause you, that's why it's so important to pray in the Holy Ghost, to elevate your faith. Jude 1.20 says to build yourself up in the most holy faith. You begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, and watch this. Now you're not looking at it like everybody else is looking at it. You're not talking about it like everybody else is talking about it. You're not thinking about it like everybody else is thinking about it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm expanding my mind. I'm renewing my mind. I'm believing that God is able, come on, to do exceedingly abundantly. Come on, say amen in this place. Every pretension sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought. Uh-oh. Yeah, but your situation didn't get any better. Shut up, devil. Go to hell. 
You know, the first thought I tried to creep in my mind yesterday after having, I'll say, a rough 48 hours is the devil saying, see, God's allowing bad things to happen to you. That's what I said, amongst other things. Amen. Listen, I'm going to believe you in the dust on the Casey Highway in Jesus' name. Driving the speed limit. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to stuff my face full of barbecue. And if that wasn't enough, I, asked, I bring Rick and Lou. I said, there's probably no ice cream places open. It's so late. Sheets. I don't even know if they have ice cream. They do have good cheese curds, though. Amen. Boom, boom sauce. Come on, baby. Feel the anointing now. No, we went over to Fallbrook Ice Cream in Carbondale. It was the only thing I could find open, and it was great. I said to the girl, put some vanilla ice cream in there and dump some of that mango Italian ice on top of it. Amen. And then cap it off with a big old thing of vanilla ice cream on the top of it, too. She said, do you need it to go cup? I said, honey, I'm on a motorcycle. I'm going to eat it all right here. Put it right into the ministry. Amen. And I went home with a smile on my face, not even thinking about the trouble I dealt with. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. What does that mean when negativity tries to come into your mind? And it will. It says, wait a minute. You're a liar. Alex said, go to hell. You don't have to say that. Say whatever you feel comfortable with. Amen. Go to H-E double hockey sticks. Whatever. H double toothpicks. I don't know. Say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not true. You're a liar. You're a liar. In fact, you're the father of lies. And you're under my feet. You're a defeated foe. Oh, man. I am blessed. I am highly favored. No, you're right. God has protected me all around me. And just because I live in a fallen world with fallen people and stupid devils in this world doesn't mean they're going to defeat me. You think you're beating me, beating me up. No, no, no. I don't even care about that stuff. Oh, boy. What do you mean you don't care? No, I really don't give a rip about anything the devil tries to do because there's nothing the devil can do to you that God can't do something about. Let me take it further. That God won't do something about. I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23, 7. For as a person thinks in their heart, so are they. A couple thoughts here tonight. What we think determines who we become. Oh, boy. What we think determines who we become. Kids believe whether you have a chimney or not, that on December 24, 25th, whatever, that an obese man in a stupid red suit is going to land on top of your roof. No matter what the pitch is, with a reindeer out front with a red nose glowing. Think of this. And a sack full of toys. And all they do is leave out milk and cookies. And that seed of milk and cookies. Come on, somebody. I said, that seed of milk and cookies. Sorry. Don't worry. I'm highly offensive to everybody. It's not like they got a loogie stuck in their throat every third word. Idiots. Is going to shimmy his rear end. 
down a chimney he couldn't fit down anyway. And even if you don't have a chimney, he's still going to do it. Think about this. Why? Because they fully believe. They fully believe he's going to do it. Today, realize it's mom and dad. And American Express, amen. No, it's easy. (laughs) Or how about Easter? We got a gigantic bunny that hops around and leaves golden nuggets behind. I'll let you figure that one out. My favorite was the nuggets that had money in the inside of them, amen? Come on, somebody. Keep your hard candy. Send me the money, amen? Think about this. Your kids fully believe it. Why? Because you tell them that. How about the tooth fairy? They're favorite of mine. When I was a kid, my brother here at the vice grips, yank them out. And he knew wheels on the quad. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Tying a string around the door. Wow. I mean, you name it. Ask my grandmother. Lucky my teeth don't look like Bucky over there. Why? Because we're taught to believe that some magical fairy, Jeremy, comes in their room at nighttime, reaches their hand up underneath the pillow. And if you're a cheapskate, he left you like a one or a five. (laughs) I'd come downstairs. That cheap fairy, it's getting worse every tooth. (laughs) Or just, that cheap fairy, it's getting worse every tooth. Yank my tooth out of my head for a one? (laughs) Or a five? What's the ferry on the EBT plant? I mean, come on. (laughs) Give me the ferry that leaves a hundred behind. I yanked the tooth out of my head. Five wouldn't buy me a hot dog at Sheets. Amen. (laughs) Now you laugh, but hear me. Your kids believe that because you tell them that. Like fully believe it. Enough to yank their teeth out. <laughs> Don't look at me like you didn't do this stuff too. Some of you, I know you were born, never mind, with a halo over your head. Lie you fry, amen? I think I'm going to put that on my next shirt. Lie you fry. <laughs> it's getting hot in here, all right. Now hear me. Your kids fully believe it. Because your kids are born natural believers. Oh, just give me a second. I'm going to show you this thing. Your kids are born natural believers until you teach them to doubt. Kids are born natural believers until you teach them to doubt. They believe in Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, whatever else there is out there. Amen. Until you teach them how to doubt. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. I want my kids to teach them. God can do anything. God can do anything. There's nothing God can't do. That's why I take my kids as much as I can to like meetings and stuff when we're traveling. Right? Have them down at camp meeting. And just see all these miracles take place. Why? Because I want them to know there's nothing God can't do. Easter Bunny, liar. Santa Claus, liar, amen. Tooth fairy, cheapskate. 
But I want them to know there's nothing God can't do. I don't want them to ever doubt or unbelieve that God can do something. The Bible says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Oh, if, if it says it twice, Genesis and Isaiah. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? But yet it seems like the older we get, the more we disbelieve God. That's why Jesus said, let the children come to me. For if you had faith like a child, you'll see the kingdom of heaven. What we think determines who we become. When I was a kid, I'm sure this will buzz some people off. A little kid, I was in my great-grandfather's home. He's, he's in heaven now. Richard W. Clark. Bit of a cowboy, I think that's where I get it from, amen? He was a churched-up redneck kid. He'd tell us stuff like this. You work hard and give to God. Work hard, give to God. But when we were kids, he always had faith preaching on television. I'll never forget Paul as a kid. I pointed at the TV, and I said, I saw a vision of this not that long ago. I said, someday I'll be with them as a child. Never thought any more about it. Just believed it and confessed it. Well, for those of you that know me a minute, know that I, I've traveled with all those men. I've preached with them. I, I've flown with them. How does that happen? Hear me. Have to be God. Have to be faith. But I was reminded as a child that I believed God like that. Because I was in an atmosphere of faith, whether I knew it or not. Oh, man. As long as you're telling your kids you don't have the money to do something, you'll never have it. I'm going to get up in your grill, but it's to help you. As long as you tell your kid, well, we're from Honesdale. Uh, things are poor around here. No, it's a lie. You know what I love more than anything about coming here? I, the best of them. But they got the highest poverty rate up there. Things aren't going to work out. Nobody has ever been able to be successful with a church there. What are you doing? You're leaving traveling. Dude, let me tell you something. Just disbelieve everything everybody says and believe who God is. And this will probably upset some people. I really don't give a rip, in case you haven't realized. You ask these men, we'd be here working, and God would just send, send, send people. Don't even go to church here. Am I telling the truth? Come here. I one guy one time, throw me an envelope, $5,000 at me while I was here working. Ne I've never seen him since. He said, I heard a voice told me to do this here. And he walked right back out the door. Ask, haven't I had that happen on multiple occasions? Over and over and over again. Oh, now I got your attention. You know why? For me? No, because I was building the vision. You ask Paul, he's our treasurer. Do I worry about anything? Do I ever come to you and go, oh, I don't know what we're going to do? No, just the opposite. Don't I, we're just upstairs for it. Wasn't I talking about what we're going to do next? And then after that, and then after that? It's faith. It's mindset. You can't have a poverty mindset and expect God to bless you. You can't have a mindset of, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, and expect God to heal you. You can't have a mindset of, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, but I'm going to get to heaven. No, no, you must be a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm not negating that you were a sinner, but you're a new creation. 
I'm not negating that there is a sickness, but Christ is the healer. I'm not negating that you, the money might not be there, but faith will bring that thing to you. As long as you listen to the voice of God, hear me, and are obedient to what God called you to do. I told him before, I said, there's probably people going to get upset tonight when they find out we gave away $250 at a clip in gift cards to the spa just to bless people. And then give people gifts on the way out the door. I don't really care. You know why? Because I know what God spoke to me to do. Am I telling the truth? We gave away a motorcycle in this place last month. A Harley Davidson. Amen. I knew it would rub some people wrong. But I knew God told me to do it. And before I even spoke a word about it, I didn't ask you for money. Did I not? I didn't ask them for anything. People, God just spoke to. Boom, boom, boom. Thing was taken care of. Just like that. I'm telling you, I've learned how to operate by faith. But you cannot do it with a poverty mentality. You cannot do it with a mentality of sickness or sinner or any other crap. You've got to get rid of all that nonsense and say, I'm putting on the mind of Christ. I'm believing God's goodness and mercy is following me. I'm believing I'm the head, not the tail. Hear me. I'm believing I'm not the sick. I'm the well. Well, what if it doesn't work? What if it does? I've about had enough of what if it doesn't work. You feel the same way about your salvation? What if it doesn't work? Better pack a fire extinguisher, as our brother said. Amen. <laughs> what if it doesn't work? What if it does? In fact, I know it works. I've seen too many people healed. I've seen too many people blessed. Ask, I had Elisha traveling with me a couple weeks ago. We prayed for a lady. Hallelujah. She was in a bad accident, crippled right up. Her one leg was shorter than the other one. Ask him. Pray for it. Didn't it sound like popcorn popping? Like, she snapped straight up. In fact, she took off and did her lap around the place. Came back down. And it's all on television. Pulled her shoes off, which I'm not a fan of. But anyway, <laughs> I just don't like bad smells or feet. It's weird. But anyway. <laughs> Visibly, one leg was shorter than the other. Perfectly straight with the other one. Tell me what God can't do. Tell me what God can't do. I've laid hands on blind eyes, watched them pop open time and time again. Deaf ears, time and time again. People get out of wheelchairs, time and time again. I've watched cancer disappear. I've watched diabetes just get ravished right out of people. I laid hands on somebody here one night. They literally had a visible tumor in their neck, just disappeared like that. I was preaching to somebody in the crowd tonight. Had a lump in their back, just disappeared while I was preaching. Because I'm somebody special? No, because that's who God is. When you preach Jesus, hear me, and preach the things of God, you get God's results. That's why I'm preaching this stuff. Because, yeah, it encourages my faith, but I want to see people win in life. I want to see people do well. I hate seeing people sick. I hate seeing people broke. I hate seeing people hurting. I love seeing people blessed. I'll celebrate with you. Believe me, I'll be your biggest cheerleader. Male cheerleader, amen, but cheerleader. <laughs> Brother John, that's what I asked me. Did you go over to the ladies' tea yesterday? Like, what kind of question is that? Did I go to the ladies' tea? No, I've never been confused. Therefore, I wasn't at the ladies' tea. Amen. Some of you are laughing. It's true. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. What comes in your mind comes out in your life. You'll never have a positive life with a negative mindset. You'll never have a positive life with a negative mindset. I'll say nice things since it's Mother's Day. Any donkey can kick over a barn. A 
I'll keep it New King James tonight, Mama. Amen. But it takes a skilled craftsman to build one. I'll say it again. In other words, anybody can go, I don't think they ought to do that. I don't think they ought to do that. Give me another Marlboro. Newport, whatever you're into, brother, amen. Not teasing. Anybody can do that. Any donkey. But it takes a skilled craftsman to say, wait a minute, no, God, I believe you are who you say you are. I believe you're going to do what you said you're going to do. God, I'll be the head and never the tail. Hear me, God, I'm moving forward in life. I'm going from faith to faith, victory to victory, and glory to glory in Jesus' name. Come on, if God be for me, who can be against me? Anybody can go the way of the masses. That's why Abraham, the Bible says, he was with the masses, and God said, you got to leave them behind. Now you come up here. You come up here where I am. God calls you to a higher level. You always sink to the lowest. I don't know how to say it. You'll sink to the lowest level of your lowest thought. It all runs downhill. It takes a different type of person. Different. The Bible calls it a spirit of faith. But a spirit of faith. Whew, hallelujah. It says I'm moving forward in Jesus name. I'm going to keep climbing higher and higher. You know why? Because I'm so great. No, because he's so great. And I want everybody to look at my life. It makes some people mad, which I'm okay with. And I want them to realize I could have never did this in my own strength. On my best day, I couldn't do this in my own strength. Tomorrow morning, we have a group of about, I don't know, 50, 50 some pastors coming in here to see the, what God's done in this place. And then they want to interview me. Why? I don't know. But I told him, if you want bad advice, I'll gladly give it. <laughs> Always got, what's the secret to what you're doing? I said, come real close. Three P words. I thought there were six P's. Only three, brother. Stay with me. Amen. <laughs> Seven. Never mind. Preach. Pray. Prophesy. Preach. Pray. Prophesy. I didn't build this. I couldn't build this. Think about it. I do everything wrong. My service is on Sunday night in Honesdale. No offense. It's not like, you know, a great metropolis of people are here. Service is on Sunday night. People don't go to church on Sunday night. My services are long, in case you haven't realized. I'm long-winded. When I'm on television, I have to be short-winded. I sound like just... Ah, it's like I'm speaking Chinese when I'm preaching. <laughs> Brother, is that speed tongues? No, I'm trying to get done in 20 minutes. Amen. No. Watch this. I pray in tongues, openly and publicly. And I'm not ashamed to be Pentecostal. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I feel bad for whoever's just tapping on that window. Rick had that look in his eyes. <laughs> Amen. We give him a Holy Ghost smack and then bring him in the door. Look, gifts of the Holy Spirit on display week in and week out. I don't hide it in the corner or back room somewhere. People getting full of the Holy Spirit. I teach you on the offering, on the principles of, of finance and increase from God's word. 
I'm not ashamed of it. I'll never back down from it. I call people to repentance. By the world standards and church growth standards, I do everything wrong. But you know what? In his eyes, bless the Lord builds the house. I don't want to please man. I want to please God. I don't want to do things the world's way because you get the world's results. And you've watched how, and, and maybe you haven't, but open your eyes to what's going on in the Christian world around us. Even great faith leaders and all these people getting stripped to nothing. Mega ministries getting teared down to nothing. Why? Because I told you before, God has got a shaking going on in this earth, and it's separating the wheat from the tares. Sheep from the goats. They got to do themselves a favor and repent and do things God's ways. Pretty much do everything wrong that I was taught in Bible school. Amen. And God keeps blessing it. So it would have to show you it's God doing it, is my point. Amen. I mean, we got a whole bunch of people that come to this church and say, Pastor, uh, we're coming like every other or every couple. I said, For what? Well, we don't want to take somebody's seat. I said, Just keep coming. We'll stack them like cordwood. Amen. In Jesus' name. <laughs> we'll put seats up through the deck. We've done it before. Just get to God's house. Get in the anointing. Let God do for you what no man could do for you. Come on. I ain't even preaching. I'm just sharing some thoughts with you. Amen. Number one tonight, I'll tell you this. Identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. You need to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. It's health. It's money. It's this. It's that. No, you need to identify that thing. Because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Think you'll never have enough? You live like you don't have enough. Come on. Think you're sick? You live like you're sick. I know people with stage 4 cancer right now that are living better than people that are healthy. Why? It's right here. Say amen or say ouch. It's truthful. Amen. You can only say ouch so many times before you get straightened out. Amen. We need God to renew our minds daily with his truth. With his truth. So number one, you have to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. If you believe a lie long enough, you begin to accept it as truth. You believe a lie long enough, come on. You begin to accept it as truth. The house is on fire. The house is on fire. The house is on fire. Come on, remember the nursery rhyme. Right? Until what happens? The house is really on fire. And nobody believes what you said. You believe a lie long enough, it becomes truth to you. Faith doesn't believe lies. Faith believes God's word. Faith doesn't believe lies. It believes God's word. That's why you need the gift of discernment. To discern what's truth or what's a lie. Let me help you. In the fight of faith, there'll be people to dress themselves as Christians, look like the super Christian on social media, and the truth is they're a snake. I know a thing or two about some snakes. You know what we do with snakes where I come from? Off with their heads. Amen. I don't like snakes or other rodents for that matter. Oh, I like a snake. Oh, I hate them. <clears throat> with their head. 
But guess what? There's people that class themselves up like the greatest worship leader, the greatest pastor, call themselves pastor, call themselves whatever. Some of them are the same people that have opposed this church. Signed petitions for us not to have this church. Same people don't even know I know this, but called the borough and complained about the sign on Friday. Oh, I'm a Christian. No, you're not. You're a liar. You're a divider. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan comes to divide. You might play the part on social media. What's it like in real life? Oh, boy, getting quiet now. We'll sing Silent Night, Holy Night when we're done. Amen. No, if you're a real Christian, you should be somebody that's about unity. Building people up. Well, they're a Democrat. Who cares? Sorry, brother. You just picked a wonderful night to be here. Amen. They're a Republican. Who cares? I'm not saying you shouldn't vote Christian values. I'm not saying all that. But Jesus is neither a Republican or a Democrat. Believe it or not, when he gets there, it won't say, oh, I was, no, no. Pray about who you should vote for. Vote biblical values. Amen? Do I believe that? Yes, there's good and bad in anything. There's people that have told people, I'm the devil himself. Wish I knew. But for the devil, if I'm the devil, I'm doing a pretty bad job. Because people are getting healed. People are getting saved. People are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. People are getting blessed. But yet they continue to try and spread lies, spread rumors, do things like that. You need to identify, hear me. Because you start hearing a lie, you start believing a lie and accepting it's truth. You know what I've learned to do? Just stand and stand and stand. Ephesians 6, having done all to stand, stand firm. Just stand till they all out themselves one by one. Till all your enemies start falling one by one. And you're still standing going, God, I'm still here doing what you call me to do. God, I've stood the test of time. I've been faithful through the testing. Now here comes the blessing. I've been faithful through the testing. Now here comes the blessing. But you've got to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. Because the truth is with everybody, it's in their mind. I'm not saying it's not real, but it's in your mind. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You cannot defeat what you do not define. Oh, man. You cannot defeat what you do not define. You need to know what you're up against. You need to know what you're up against. Unless you, like this. I just don't feel good, but I'm never going to go to the doctor. You don't even know what you're dealing with. Could be the sniffles, could be cancer. But at least you know what you're dealing with. And then once the doctor defines, hear me. I meant it's practical because some people are looking at me all starry-eyed in this place. Amen. Wake up, folks. No. At least you know what you're up against. If there's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, you need to sit down with your checkbook. Do your income versus expenses. Come on, being practical, trying to help you. Or keep going from broke to broke, paycheck to paycheck. God never intended you to live paycheck to paycheck, so obviously you got an issue when it comes to income versus expense. Or you're living to impress people who don't even like you. Oh, don't get me going on all that. Yeah. Balling on American Express, amen. 
You cannot defeat what you do not define. And number two tonight, I only have two points. Believe it or not, amen. You got to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. Oh, man, I'm going to show you something. So let me help you. If you're struggling with sickness and disease, you ought to get in the Word of God and find every scripture you can on God's promise of healing. Now, wait a minute. I've defined the stronghold of sickness and disease. Now I've identified the solution. I'm trying to help you all tonight. I have 121 scriptures written down. Well, now I typed them out because you can't read my writing. It's worse than a doctor's, amen? 121 scriptures just on the healing promises of God. When I go lay hands on the sick, which is regularly, believe God for either the gift of healing or the working of miracles. I do like the working of miracles better, amen? Just a sidebar. Working of miracles is instantaneous. They get a miracle. Gift of healing is lay hands on the sick, then they recover. I know a thing or two about this stuff. I'll leave them with them scriptures, 121 scriptures of God's promises on healing. You know what I tell them, Mike? Meditate on this day and night. Get it in your spirit. God told Joshua, meditate in thy word day and night. Then you'll make your way prosperous and have great success. Meditate on it. Feed your spirit on that thing. You're having money problems? Let me help you. The Bible's got over 2,200 scriptures on the financial blessing of God. That's a lot of reading. That's a lot of reading. 2,200 promises on that. Do the practical. Do all you can do in the natural. But then on a spiritual side of things, start confessing the promises. Start meditating on them day and night. The doctor tells you to take whatever four times a day. You better believe come hell or high water, you're choking on that thing four times a day. But yet God's given us the prescription right here. And people, well, I made it to church once a month. No, it's, I'm being nice. Limp-wristed Christianity. Or the same people who call themselves Christians. Well, they got a diagnosis of cancer. We'll be all over Facebook. I need thoughts and prayers. Doctor said cancer. Need to go fund me. Doctor said cancer. And I'm not negating, but hear me. I'm not negating that's not real, but you could also get the promises of God on healing and on the scripture and say, instead of complaining about the problem and magnifying the problem, I'm going to magnify what God says. I'm going to magnify who the word is. Watch this. I'm going to transform my mind. I've identified the problem. Yes, I've defined it, but now it's time for solutions. I got to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. John 8, 32. And you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Truth being Jesus. I'll read it to you again. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts... Uh-oh, the what? And the attitudes of the heart. Why? Because your thoughts and your attitude of your heart are... Oh, man. I wish I had the time. Let me show you 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power. His divine power. Tell your neighbor divine power. All right, not like you're Catholic. Tell the neighbor divine power. This is not the original church, but you can make noise. It's okay, man. You don't have to go, Our Father, art in heaven. 
It's okay to tell your neighbor, let heaven, hell, and earth hear you. Divine power. Divine power. Now I'm going to show you something that's going to mess up a bunch of people's theology, but it's going to be okay. His divine power has given us everything we need. Why? Well, I thought you just said that from John 16 before. You can't build a doctrine on that. Oh, I'll show it to you all over the Bible. His divine power has given us everything we need for what? A godly life through our knowledge of him. Through our knowledge of him. Now, just before in 2 Corinthians, he said, we take every thought captive, make it obedient to Christ, and then what did he say? About the knowledge of our God, his truth. So anyway, his divine powers give us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of him. If you never know Christ as healer, oh man, if you never know Christ as healer, you'll never receive healing power. I'll go entry level. If you never know that sin separates you from God, and there's one mediator between God and man who is Christ Jesus the Lord. If you never know it's God's will for you to be saved, you'll die and go to hell. You'll split hell wide open. Well, my sister was a nun. Wonderful, but you'll still go to hell. You're not going to heaven on somebody's coattails. Your own faith is going to take you to heaven. Faith in what? Jesus Christ alone. But if you don't have a knowledge as Christ the Savior, you'll never get saved. You don't have a knowledge of Christ the healer, you won't get healed. If you don't have a knowledge that it's God's will for you to be blessed, you'll never be blessed. The knowledge of God, His divine power, through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Come on, somebody. I love this passage of Scripture. Through these, He has given us His very great, somebody say very great. Sounds like Brother Trump again. Very great. It's going to be the greatest. The biggest. You never see something so big in your life. Sorry. Come on, you're laughing because you know it's true. The truth is, he went to church at Norman Vincent Peale's church as a child, and Norman Vincent Peale wrote the book called The Power of the Positive Mind, which you ought to try reading sometimes. pretty good. Don't take my word for it. Do the research yourself. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. His promises are great, and they're precious, and he wants you to experience them. He wants me to experience them. So that through them, you may participate. Here we go. You okay? In the divine nature. Why? Oh, buckle your chin straps. It just went to le- <laughs> threat level midnight, Michael Scott. Amen. Wait a minute. He's given us a very great and precious promises that through them you may participate in the. I wouldn't go over there to Hansdale. They're health and wealth teachers. Yeah, I am. You know why? Because I want you to be healthy and I want you to be wealthy. You know why? Because it points people to Jesus. Not for your own well-doing, but so you could, people could look at your life and say, there's no way they could have did that. There's no way they got healed like that. There's no way their life got changed. Yeah, I did. It's called Jesus Christ. The truth. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Through these, he's given us very great and precious promise. So through them, you might participate in the divine nature. 
You are a divine being. Your spirit. You've been given the spirit of God. Oh, boy. Lars, I'm going to empty the church yet. You've been given the divine spirit of God. So if God's divine spirit lives in you, let me help you. There's a divine side of you. You're a son or a daughter of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it says the earth moans and groans waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. In other words, there's all kinds of hurt going on. The earth is crying out. People are crying out, waiting for what? Waiting for you. Wait for me to step up and do what God's called us to do. To step up and be who God calls us to be. To change your mindset and put on the mind of Christ. To access his divine nature. Hear me. To bring healing to people. To bring blessing to people. To change people's circumstances. The God of breakthroughs and turnarounds. How can you preach about a God of breakthroughs and turnarounds when all you are is broke down? You know why I can preach this with authority? Because I've experienced it. Time and time again. I'm way farther than they thought anybody ever thought I would go, including myself. I've done more than, I'm not bragging, I'm talking about the goodness of God. But I'm telling you, I've experienced God in ways that people have no idea. I've experienced his miracle working power in ways that people have no idea. I've experienced the blessing of God overtake me and God make things happen for me and cause unsaved people to do things for me that people have no idea about. And said, I got religious people. Hey, you're doing something wrong over there. Say la vie. Doing something wrong. No, I'm just serving my God. I'm just believing God. I'm doing everything he said I could do. And you should be too. Never ever turn over there. Old beat down building. Look what the Lord has done. Over a million dollars. Paid in cash. God would have to do that. I said God would have to do that. God is on the move. Sowing in the world missions. Sowing into people. Being a blessing here locally and internationally. Doing things on TV. I mean, you wouldn't believe. All coming out of... Not some televangelist that's out in the middle of nowhere selling you some baloney. Like, you people know me. A lot of you know me day in, day out. You know how I work. You know how I hustle. I walked in a place Friday. And a gentleman said to me, he says, I got something to share with you. Oh, here we go, right? Somebody was in here talking about how you and my brother Dylan, because we started another business earlier this year, you guys aren't going to make it. I thought, you don't know me. So I started laughing. Well, they're going to have a hard time. I give them a couple months before they're bankrupt. <laughs> Going on, and he got—he could tell a fire got lit in me. I didn't mean to upset you. I said you didn't. But here's what you don't know about me: my back gets put against the wall. I'll work twice as hard. I said I'll hustle anybody. I said I'll get out of bed two in the morning and work till two in the morning the next day. I right? So you guys that know me, I will hustle and hustle and hustle and do whatever I got to do. And not to mention, I told him he's unsaved. I said, I got the blessing of God. Well, what's that? I said, just look around. Now watch, I wasn't insulted. But what you don't realize is I'm a child of God, and so are you. And when people insult you and tell you what you cannot do, they're insulting the God who made oh. 
they don't even realize it. They think they're insulting some preacher or insulting some, well, they just go to that church. No, you're insulting a child of God. Which directly insults the God who made, oh man, I wish I had the time. They're not insulting you, they're insulting the God who made you. Let me help you. I have two beautiful little children. One was right here before was Lorelai, and the other one who wouldn't sit still is Levi. You mess with my kids? Oh, baby. I'm like working on that sanctified thing, amen? Will you mess with my kids? This going to be lights out. How do you think God feels about people messing with his children? The devil messing with his children. Or his children living in division. And let me help you. You know what the spirit of religion has done? It's caused division in the body of Christ. You can't go there. You're Catholic. What does that mean? No, he's Jim. Amen. I'm Methodist. I can't go there. Like, is it there's a sign on the door? No Methodists allowed. No Catholics allowed. You know what this church is for? Children of God. I don't care what your background is. And frankly, neither does God. You go to heaven, it's not going to be like, oh, Catholics to the right, Baptists to the left. Methodists down the hall. Be quiet going by the Presbyterians. Pentecostals, oh, yeah, that's the shouting bunch. Oh, man. Well, think about this. Only in Christianity have we set up all these fake man-made divisions. I'll tell you one that really steamrolls me. It's the nicest way I know how to say it. It's Mother's Day. It's a black church. We're a Hispanic church. We're a Brazilian church. No, you're not. And in fact, it's not biblical. I'll call a spade a spade all day long. When you get to heaven, there's no black church or Brazilian church or Puerto Rican or whatever else. There's one church. And I'll take it a step further. You know what that is? That's the spirit of racism at operating in the church. I don't want a black church or a white church or a blue church or a green church. Red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in his sight. I had a man stop out here one day. I was working on the building. Out front. Wonderful black brother. He says to me, am I kind of loud in your church? I'll be straight with you. I didn't know what he meant. Maybe I'm a little dense sometimes. Amen. He says, my kind allowed in your church. I said, I don't know what your kind is. He says, can't you see I'm black? I said, no. Well, I'm black. I said, no, that's good. I'm Tyler. <laughs> I said, brother, depending on how my tan looks, not like you, Rick. Amen. You look Cherokee Indian all the time. Praise God. <laughs> you were on a soda bottle when I was a kid. Big red. Amen. I had somebody a couple weeks ago walk up to me at Peckville, start speaking Spanish to me. I looked at him. He just kept speaking Spanish. I'm still looking at him. And I'm scratching my head. I knew enough to know it was Spanish. So I said, Brother Alvin, come here. Amen. Let me help you. He could translate. I have no idea what you're saying. But someday when we get to heaven, I will. Amen. Look, everybody is somebody to Jesus. That racism nonsense. First off, it's a spirit from hell. And it's as old as this book right here. Watch this. It's right here. Or you start making excuses saying, I can't do that because I'm whatever. I'm a minority. No, you're not. You're a child of God. You're not anything but a child of God. 
don't know why I feel this tonight. I'm so far from where, I don't even care. What else is new? Worship team, you come back. I'm landing the plane. Landing the jet, amen. The other day we went to eat somewhere. I said, boy, I got to get some fuel in the jet. Did one of these. Heard somebody at the table. I told you he has a jet. I feel like going, I meant feeding myself, idiot. I didn't. I just, can you imagine? I told you, isn't you? Let me know where it is. You think that says Big Thrive Church on Oh, man. I will paint the town on that thing. Jets for Jesus. That's right, sister. Amen. <laughs> Making a joke. Fuel in the jet. Oh, boy. Through these, he's given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you might participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. God doesn't cause evil. I said God doesn't cause evil. God doesn't put sickness and disease on people. A lot of mm, something preachers out there. That's it. Well, God put cancer on you to teach you a lesson. First off, God lives in heaven where there's no sickness and disease. Where would God get cancer from? He'd have to steal it because there's no cancer in heaven. God didn't put cancer on you to teach you a lesson. God gave you blessing. God gave you healing. God gave you peace. The Bible says, John chapter 10 and verse 10, one verse destroys that whole thing. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I have come, you might have life, and life more abundantly. T.L. Osborne used to say, that's the gospel in one verse. One verse. I can't even tell you how God's Spirit's moving all over this earth. It's unbelievable. I talked to friends of mine. Friends of mine running mass crusades all over Africa. Running mass crusades all over India. Like, it's amazing what God is doing around the world. I'm telling you now, God is moving by the power of his Holy Spirit. And any statistic or any news network or any nonsense that says the opposite, they're liars. We'll be here. No, next week it is. Fly to Europe. Go over to Spain at one part of that trip to help. We were visited on vacation a couple years ago. Had no idea. When I was there, I asked Carolyn. I said, God is doing something on this island. I just felt the Lord quicken my spirit. You guys were with us. Amen. We're helping open a church there. That They've got over 1,500 people meeting in homes all over that little island. And they're going to build the first church building in nearly 200 years. And for whatever reason, they like me. Amen. And we're going to go. I'm going to bring a check from this church. Check from myself personally. And sow into the ministry there. And believe God for great and mighty things. There's a young man here tonight. I won't embarrass him. But he's getting ready to go on the mission field to the Middle East. We're going to sow into him. Continually just sowing and building events. Because if I can't go and do everything, I can sow to help people that are. I don't think you, you know, you don't think. You could have stopped there. <laughs> Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. There's professors at your Bible school. One time they were doing this thing uh, where 
like you're going through and they'd lay hands on you and pray for you. Three of them told me, you'll never make it in the ministry. You ought to consider doing something else. You know what's the funny thing about all three of them? None of them are there anymore. They were never in the ministry. All they did was teach at Bible school about something they knew nothing about. Am I arrogant and prideful? No. But I never let some stupid voice, no matter how many, they might have had more degrees than a thermometer, <laughs> tell me, I don't think you're called to do this. You've never even done it. How do you know what I'm called to do? Let me staple your mouth shut while I'm at it. Amen. Keep it up. I'll get Joe Pesci over here after you. Amen. No, geez. He said to me, I better not. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But you got to believe it. you got to believe it. You really, really, really have to believe it. Levi and I got home yesterday because he was working with me all day, amen. By that I mean he was strapped in the car seat <laughs> with his bare foot sticking out the window of the truck, amen. <laughs> and I ran upstairs to do something. And one of his toys, they have like one of these cash register things with a microphone. And it like amplifies your voice stupid loud. So I don't know who bought that for my kids, but what do I find out? Amen. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Nobody to watch him. Not two years old. What are we saying through a thing? Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Why? Because you can put stuff in people's spirits and deposit things. And the divine nature come out even at two years old. I lay hands on those kids. I pray in the Holy Ghost. My daughter goes like this. Dad talks in Spanish a lot. <laughs> Swung the corner in the kitchen. He was down on the lower level. And the last thing I heard him say on the thing was, Jesus is Lord. You can teach people and train people. Well, they're just a baby. They don't know about it. No, shut your mouth. Tell me. You let the world raise the kids. Look how that's going. Why you need godly people? Places of authority. I'm telling you, I almost got in an argument at lunch today. Right? We're in a nice Italian place with all the family. Nice back room, amen. God bless the Italians. Somebody said, are you Italian? I said, I don't know. But I sure am when it's dinner time. <laughs> or when I'm shaving, amen. That's why I wear this necklace in order to stop shaving. Praise God. <laughs> Somebody says at the table. Well, Romans 13 says, no matter who's in authority, God put them there. I was down the other end of the table. I went, context! <laughs> Don't tell me that God put Hitler there. Don't tell me that God put Stalin there. Don't tell me that God put Mussolini there. Don't tell me God put recent people in recent places. No, there's wicked people in wicked places. It's not God's will to put wicked people in wicked places. The Bible says when righteous people are in authority, the people rejoice. Don't be political. Why? So we can keep letting that go the way it's been going? You'll light a fuse. You don't want to light. Well, Romans 13, yes, Romans 13 does say. But there's context to every scripture. Context. I watched a whole bunch of limp-wristed preachers use that in 2020. We started this church. 
when everybody else was shut down. Well, you just need to obey. No, I don't. I obey God. Will I pray for people? Yes. Some leaders I pray for different than others. You ever hear that country song? I pray a flower pot falls from the windowsill. Knocks you in the head like I'd like to. Amen. Yeah, you're called to pray for them. Doesn't mean I have to hitch my wagon to every boat going by. Oh, boy. Truth isn't a concept. Truth is a person. And that person is, he's named Jesus. And he will set you free. He alone will set you free. Come on, give God some praise. So you need to identify what's your biggest barrier. And you need to start naming that thing that demolishes that barrier. The anointing that breaks the yokes, breaks every bondage, breaks everything. Look, I'm a nobody, literally nobody. And all I try to do is preach Jesus hard, live this faith thing out. You know why? Because I got sick of growing up, truthfully, and seeing like people go on a prayer list and never come off. I'm going to get in trouble. Denominations, they're supposed to be full gospel, Pentecostal, things of that nature. They're more and more Pentecostal than the fly on the wall. It's time to revisit who your God is, what you believe, what He can really do. Well, I, I'm pastor, so I'm afraid of preaching like that because people might leave my church. I encourage people. There's a door there and a door out front. I don't mean that rudely. I mean that being straight with you. There really is a heaven. There really is a hell. There really is a God who loves you and really wants to bless your life. I have like a wonderful anointing for running religious people off. I think I've royally ticked them off first and then they go run them. But I'll tell you right now, there's an anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, it's coming upon. Ask some of these young preachers that are sitting here. There's an anointing of the Holy Ghost bubbling up on the inside of some people. Say, I'm not going to be like other people. I'm not going to fall in the mold. I fit the mold. They told me my whole life I don't fit the mold. I'm glad not to fit it. The mold keeps getting worse day by day. It's okay. I love the fact that there's kids here. You're all right. Don't bother me none. I mean that. Kids need the anointing. Give them much other crap. I feel the anointing strong. See, I know when I've hit it every time because I could feel it. That's why I preach just about virtually anything as long as I do what God told me to do and watch signs and wonders and miracles take place. For some of y'all, you've been here two weeks and seen more miracles in two weeks than you have in your whole life. Some of you come here, and you notice, I can walk around the room and call people out and read their mail who I've never met. How do I do that? Gifts of the Holy Spirit. How do people get healed? Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know why I love flowing in the gifts? Because there's no way you can go, oh, that was a crock. I don't call people out to embarrass them. I do it to demonstrate the power of God, that there really is a God who really loves them. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Just about done. Never know. Just want to know which way the wind's blowing. I told somebody today, I said, I never make apologies either for like long services or personal ministry time to people. You know why? The world gets you all week long. I get you for a brief window on Sunday night to preach faith into you that hopefully is going to carry you all week long. I could pump you in and out of here in 45 minutes with no anointing whatsoever, and the church would grow like crazy, but it'd be fake growth. Lest the Lord builds a house, those who labor, labor in vain. And if someday my services get short in 45 minutes, that would be a miracle. <laughs> but by some miracle, it would have to be God. I said it'd have to be God. Hallelujah. This keeps growing. Mother's Day. Nobody going to come on Mother's Day. Shut up. Somebody need to learn how to tell the devil to shut up. <laughs> I told Brother Jacob when I, uh, we were reintroduced at the night of prayer. I said, Jacob, you come. You can share for a couple minutes. Don't turn it into something political rally. Amen. And I said, Jacob, if you don't stay for the service, <laughs> didn't I? I said, not only will you never get elected, amen. I'll come find you. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> didn't I? Oh, pastor, my name's Jacob. You know, no, I'm kidding. Why? Because I'm not going to have some slick-footed politician in here that just wants to take the microphone and, and get their name out there. And the minute they're done, they might they go running out the door. I've watched people do that, and I've also watched them never get elected to anything in their life ever again. You reap what you sow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's the anointing right there. See, you don't even have to stir anything up or conjure anything up. Whatever. Just people can just receive from heaven right where they are. That's called Jesus. He can do anything. I said he can do anything. He can do what no man could ever do for you. I'm telling you, he can do for you what no doctor could do for you, no lawyer could do for you, no billionaire can do for you. Hallelujah. He's no respecter of persons. Hebrews 13, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Glory. And I'm telling you, I don't know why I feel led to say this because I can feel it in the room. When you're not moved by what other people say and your mindset's not shaken, then God can work with you. I was staying in the home of a billionaire one time. We're at the table one night having dinner. Just him and I. 
Carol and his wife in the other room. And he, op- he asked me to compromise a value of mine. And he said, I'll give you any amount of money to compromise that. Now, most people would go, oh, I'll just repent. I knew it was a test from God. Uh-oh. God will test you. He'll test your character and your faith. He said, Tyler, he said, I've known you a long time. You know I love you. He said, and it wasn't anybody local, so before you get me, you know, on the Italian thing. <laughs> We're out in New Jersey. He said, I write you a check right now. He said, it'll take care of you and your ministry for the rest of your life. I just need you to do this one thing. You know what came into my spirit? When Jesus was in the wilderness. And the devil, hallelujah. The devil said, all you got to do is bow to me once. All you got to do is bow to me once, and you can have all this. And what did Jesus keep doing? It is written, it is written, it is written. You identify the problem. You name the solution that demolishes the problem. In case you're wondering, you don't know me that well, money means nothing to me. You think I'm a preacher after your money? You don't know me from Adam. What kind of preacher you know giving away a Harley in a service? Giving away gift certificates? Oh, wait, a Father's Day. I got some stuff planned for them. not about money. It's about Jesus. It's about what Jesus can do for people. It's about saving souls. You want to make God rich? Win people to Jesus. I don't know why. I just felt in that room there's some people that like kind of are iffy about me. So I felt led to say that. It's okay. You can be iffy about me. I know who I am. I know who God is. I've stood some things. I've weathered some things. I've had just about every area of my life people have tried to assassinate. But I'm still standing. Come on, Elton John, I'm still standing. No, I just... Let me help you, and so are you. You've made it through 100% of your bad days. You're still here. I said you're still here. Hallelujah. How many? Hang on. I'll give you a microphone, because even I can't hear you. Look out, brother. <laughs> My mother brought me to this church. It wasn't here yet. We were in a, upstairs over one of the stores where their first, I don't know, first year. <clears throat> and then this church was built. And I came here when I was five years old. And I'm back here 70 years later. And all I see is the glory of God and how he worked over these years. This church went downhill so fast, and it stayed there for so long. And whenever I saw it, I prayed, God, please bring the people back. Bring the people back to where they need to be. And I'm so thankful that I never left the area here. I have been through a lot. Um, I lost my husband 13 years ago. 2020, I lost my home to a fire. 
I'll tell you, Satan's tried to destroy me so many times. I nearly died in giving birth to my one of my daughters, and he saved me from that and her. I'll tell you, God is good. God is good. He's given me a vision. I take care of special needs people, and I've been, I have been so blessed doing that because God gave me that. And I'm just going to say that God is sending us to Iowa soon. We're going to go visit Wayne. I know you guys remember Wayne. <laughs> yeah, go to church. <laughs> and he's still saying that. And did you? Amen. He is thriving out there. He really is. And you know where he got that from? Right here. God spoke to his heart. And his sister, his sister has been a godsend to all of us. She's working with him. He goes to church. He's going to start a day program soon. And he's going to get back to an HRC, Human Resources Center, type place where he'll be able to work. And he's just been a blessing. All of, all of the people I've worked with have been such a blessing to me only because God put me in this place. She never tell you this, but she met me. I was up on a ladder outside. Do you remember? I was working out here. And she called me down off that ladder. Amen. I've been getting controlled by women my whole life. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Amen. <laughs> and she shared with me, Pastor, I started here a long time ago. And this thing's only gotten worse. And it looks like somebody's breathing life into this. And I said, God is. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but you sowed a seed, too. God knew it. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 20 and verse 3, God never forgets a seed. I'll take you by the hand. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, stretch a hand towards him. Whew. A lot of hurt, a lot of loss, a lot of setback. But everything the enemy stole, he must repay seven times according to the word of God. Look at her coming out on Sunday night in Honesdale. Church thriving and she's living to see it. Whew. Scripture declares, with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. I bind that foul spirit of infirmity that's been trying to harm your body lately. I curse it. I lose the gift of healing and the working of miracles. <sighs> Jesus, mighty name. Satan, take your hands off God's property. You live a long, full life. And you'll keep helping all these kids. Training them in the ways of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. That's the anointing. You don't feel that? Your wood's wet. Amen. Whew. Hallelujah. When I tell you God has supernaturally done so much for us here at this church, I'm telling you, I could never shut up with the things he's done. I was out on a ladder working, and she called me off that ladder. Spoke faith over this thing. Then bless me. Handed us a seed for the work here. She said, I know it's not much, but it's something in the hands of God. 
I can tell you time and time again how God has done that, building his house. I'm not that good looking. Nice. No amens. We're good. Amen. I'm not nothing special, but God is everything. So God's everything. Hallelujah. Just about done. I just feel the anointing a minute. I'm just waiting on the Lord. Don't worry. You have nowhere to be. It's Honesdale. They rolled the sidewalks up at 2 p.m. Amen. I asked a local restaurant owner not that long ago. I said, if you'll stay open on Sunday night, I promise you, you will have a ton of business. And if you don't, I'll pay a huge tip for staying open anyway. Just because I'm hungry and Sheets is getting old. Amen. I said, if you serve ice cream, it's a bonus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ruth, I don't know if you know this or not. We're at lunch today. You're sitting next to me. I felt the anointing. And I kept praying in the Holy Ghost under my breath. I don't know if you noticed or not. That's what my grandmother said to me, my other grandmother, down the table. Are you okay? Are you just tired? I didn't want to say anything. I felt the anointing bubbling up on the inside of me. I was praying for you. I won't embarrass you. But Mother's Day is tough. Especially gotten tough recently. Or never. I want to pray and believe God with you. Hallelujah. See, you're in an Italian restaurant, you could pray in tongues under your breath. Nobody thinks any less of it. Amen. I was sitting at the table just feeling the anointing. While I was there, God spoke to me to buy that for Eric and Cindy. To bless Miss Sharon. I texted, actually, yeah, I texted Carolyn when I left. And I said, you need you to stop and do this and do this and do this. God spoke to me while we were at the table. Stretch your hand towards my friend Ruth. In Jesus' mighty name. Especially even as of late when things felt like they've gotten harder and harder and heavier and heavier. Feelings of loneliness, feelings of nobody's there, feelings of nobody cares. You're stronger than anybody I know. Been through more hurt than anybody I know. Especially on Mother's Day, I would tell you this. Your child is in the hands of God. He's with Jesus. You'll be reunited with him someday. Don't let any idiot tell you you won't recognize people in heaven. He'll hold your child again. Your husband's there too. I love Mike. One of the last things her husband did before he passed unexpectedly was wrote me a beautiful letter as if he knew he was going. It wasn't long after that I was carrying his casket. Pray the Holy Spirit comforts you unlike ever before. Gives you strength. Gives you desires of your heart. And even things with family members where relationships look like they've been dead for a long time. I pray angels touch those girls even now. In Jesus' mighty name, I put angels on assignment. Touch them, touch them, touch them. Call the prodigals home in Jesus' mighty name. Let go of the past hurts. They've been harboring unforgiveness. I can see it clear as day. They've been harboring unforgiveness against you for things that took place. 
Father, I command the, the root of bitterness to come out of them in Jesus' mighty name. Put angels on assignment to do it. And I thank you for it, and you'll get all the glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why it's important to stay linked up with the Spirit, boys. Sitting in the restaurant, just praying in the Holy Ghost. She's sitting right next to me, has no idea. God's just putting stuff in my spirit. Putting stuff. It's important staying connected. You need the power to set people free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tom, it's great to see you. You see two of me or one of me? It's okay. Tell me the truth. You see two of me. I know. And the doctors still don't know what's going on. Isn't that correct? It'll heal itself. How about if Jesus heals it? I felt led to pray for you that night at small group. I haven't seen Tom and Lois in a while. They've been friends of our family for a very long time. They like to hang out in Florida. Amen. Tom said, it got too hot for me down there. I came home. They walk into my grandmother's small group, which I'm not a part of, but I heard there was good food. And Carolyn was busy, so I came for the good food. And was I glad I did, amen? Lose their double fist and plates. For a midget, he eats a lot of food. <laughs> that chocolate, peanut butter, whatever you made, oh, I was speaking in tongues the whole way home in my garbage truck. With that on the passenger seat, amen. Carolyn came home, what is that? I said, not for you. Oh, yeah. If you would have tasted it, I'm telling you, it was the closest thing to heaven on earth I've ever tasted. I did share it. I shared it with myself at midnight and again at 2 a.m. Amen. <laughs> I didn't pray for you at the small group because I didn't want to embarrass you. Well, it's okay. But when I left, I felt the Lord say in my spirit it wasn't the right time. Timing's everything with God. And now here you are tonight, and I'm glad to see you. A lot of people pay big money to see one of me. You see two. Amen. <laughs> I'm teasing. Whew. He's got something plaguing his eyes that's causing him to see two of everything. The doctors haven't been able to help him. I don't know that by the Holy Spirit. I know that because he told me that. Don't worry. I'll tell you if it's God, and I'll tell you if it's not. I'm not a fake. I don't care if I know it by you telling me or God telling me. God will heal it either way. I believe God can touch you right now. What do you think, Lois? You think God can touch it? Yeah, I know. I can see even while I was preaching. Because you've known me my whole life, you guys. That's how you know I'm not a fake. Because people who know me my whole life come around. If I was a fake, they'd have ran out on me a long time ago. They'll even come hear me preach long-winded on a Sunday night in Honesdale, and they don't live anywhere near Honesdale. Hallelujah. I could feel faith going into your spirit while I was preaching. Whew. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Oh, so I feel like even in your spirit, it was almost like while I was preaching scriptures from the time you were young, you've heard. Isn't that right? Yeah. And I could see it in your spirit like, man, yeah. Hallelujah. And I don't know anything about your childhood. You're a little bit older than me. Doesn't look it, but a little bit. You're a good man. I've always liked you. I think you know that. You can tell when I don't like people. It's pretty obvious. It was an act of faith for you to even come here tonight. I don't know which one of y'all invited y'all, but somebody invited you guys. Was it you guys or you? All the above? Half the small group? Amen? (laughs) And it was an act of faith to come. And God honors faith. Hallelujah. You guys believe with me that Tom will be blessed to only see one of me again? Leave the double vision in the 1970s with that rock and roll song. Amen. I don't remember who sang it, but who cares? Foreigner? I'm from Montel. I'm not that foreign. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing. Just waiting on the Lord to say, And Lynn, I'm going to pray for you next. Because you got a bad report too. Right? God's going to touch you. Jesus' name. You know, Paul, people, if you just shorten things up, I'd come. Don't come. I'd rather take all the time I need to take to minister to people that they receive a touch from heaven. You go home and watch CNN and put Cheetos on your chin anytime, brother. Amen. It's important to be in the house of God. I said be in the house of God. Well, God can touch me wherever I am. Yes, he can, but there's something about the proximity of the anointing. There's nothing like being in the house and around it. Go watch A.A. Allen videos on YouTube till you're blue in the face, but there's something different about being there. He wrote an amazing book years ago called The Price of God's Miracle Working Power. Hallelujah. F.F. Bosworth wrote a book, Christ the Healer. T.L. Osborne, Healing the Sick. Boys, these were all the books that were labeled controversial in Bible college. They're all the ones I devoured. And anything by anybody that was garbage, you know where I put it. Amen. In the garbage. Give me the controversial. Anybody do anything for God? They're controversial. No, it's God wanting to do something in people's lives. You grab my hand quick. Stretch a hand towards my friend Tom. Oh, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I take authority over this foul infirmity that's causing him to see double. I curse it in Jesus' name. Lord, I love the gift of healing, but I like the working of miracles even better. So I call on Christ the healer. I put pressure on the anointing, Father, on your word which cannot return to you void. You're watching over your word to perform it in the lives of the children. Tom's a child of God. Satan, take your hands off God's property. Be healed. In Jesus' mighty name, I use the authority of Christ. Father, the same way you healed my eyes, I ask you to heal Tom's eyes. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Angels, I put you on assignment. Correct his vision. 
Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe we have received and we'd have them. If any two people would touch on anything and agree in your name, it'd be done unto them. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Command you to see properly your body get in line with the word of God. The doctors told you, and I don't even know this, but I feel the doctors told you it'd take a long time to get better. It's going to get better quickly. 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 In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Don't thank me. Thank Jesus. You wait and see. I'd love to tell you it's the working of miracles, but I feel the gift of healing. So I believe even tonight as you sleep, God's going to keep healing you. Things are going to keep getting better and brighter and clearer. Hallelujah. I don't know why it seems to work like this, but I feel like my hand's on fire when it's the gift of healing. My other hand feels like numb and tingly when it's the working of miracles. I don't know what that's all about, but I trust him. But I'll tell you right now, I feel like I'm burning a hole through this microphone. And God is touching you. Jesus' mighty name. Can't fake that. God's going to give you great influence. Great influence. You know, I've been preaching in that, in that country about once a week or so. I should, I'll have to send you pictures. Unbelievable. They sent me ones the other night. They had a bed sheet hanging on a stone wall in that country. And here I am preaching up on the bed sheet. A whole bunch of Muslims there just taking their burkas off, giving their hearts to Christ. God will give you great influence. You know, when the evangelism explosion years ago and the 1040 window, and they kind of like passed Pakistan over because they said, well, it's a Muslim nation. People won't. Big mistake. God didn't pass them over. Mortal man did. It's unbelievable what God's doing in Pakistan. I have a friend who just held a crusade there. They had 68,000 first-time decisions for Christ. Just talked to him two days ago. God will give you great influence. The Bible says God will give you favor with God and favor with man. Anybody to lay their professional hockey career on the line to go do God's work, God will bless you. God will give you favor and God will honor you. Don't go running out of service on me. We're going to get with Paul afterward, and we're going to cut you a check into your ministry too. Paul, you'll help us with that. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Bible says supernatural favor with God and favor with man. You shall do great things for God. Great favor. And countries I won't name because we're streaming. God will give you great favor. And mom... He's going to be all right. Look at me. He's going to be all right. You've been worrying that something's going to happen. I'm not rebuking you. I'm just telling you the truth. You've been worrying that something's going to happen to him. He's going to be fine. Put angels on assignment. Divine protection around him. Worry is down payment on trouble you don't even have yet. Hallelujah. Bless him. Raising people up, sending them out. Believe in God. Don't go, the ministry's not for you. You know why they told me the ministry wasn't for me? 
because I don't fit the mold. I'm a wild card. Maverick. Rick, get me the leather jacket. Amen. And those cool sunglasses. Hallelujah. I don't want to fit the mold. I want to see Jesus touch people. I want to see Jesus raise people. I want to see Jesus give people great influence in missions around the world. Hallelujah. You ready to get well? I don't know what you're dealing with, and I don't even care. God will touch you right where you are. It fits tonight. Wonderful. Jesus fits everywhere. A what? Degenerative eye disease. That's not what they told you, is it? Good. I don't know if you know this, but that good-looking guy on the drums. Ladies, he's also single. Amen. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's got a great guy. Owns a home, has a career. Not a bum. Amen. <laughs> he's traveled with me and watched God open blind eyes. Isn't that right? You've seen God open blind eyes when I prayed for people. Instantaneously. So whatever the devil's trying to do to blind natural sight, we're going to take authority over it and believe God with supernatural sight that God will give you a miracle and you a miracle and anybody else with any kind of foul eye disease. A lot of you don't know, I, I was going blind and still preaching. They used to have to drive me home at nighttime because I couldn't see. My eyes would swell right up. Doctors couldn't figure it out. They thought it was MGD and something else and something else and stuff I can't even spell, nor do I care to. Well, guess what? I got 20-20 vision. Right after the Lord healed me, Jacob, you know what I did? I went and rented a plane with a pilot, amen? And I got up there and flew the plane. I flew it all around for like an hour over Harvey's Lake, checking out everything. You know why? Just let the devil. I got 20-20 again. Still have a CDL by God's grace. Everything the devil said I couldn't do. So, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I take authority over this foul eye disease. I curse it in Jesus' mighty name. I lose the gift, the healing, the working of miracles. Faith can do what God can do. Jesus, the head of the church, we call on your authority. Whew. Angels, touch her now. Touch her now. Touch her now. Her body to get in line with the word of God. You are healed in Jesus' mighty name. You're not going to lose your sight. It will get better and better and better. Make that your confession in YouTube, Brother Tom. Day by day, better and better in Jesus' name. Better and better in Jesus' name. The only thing that's degenerative is the devil. He's a degenerate. And I lose the gift of healing, the working of miracles. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Nice to see you guys again. And then my friend that's not Stacy's father. You know what was crazy about that night? Stacy's father was dealing with something I had no idea about. And I prayed for you, but it must have been the point of contact for her father. She wrote me after service. I thought, Shoo, there it was. So anyway, nice to see you again. Thanks for coming back, even though I thought you were somebody's father. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I pray for you? Would you mind? I won't embarrass you. You've never been here before, have you? One other time? A year ago? Great to see you again. Oh, good.
Most people usually tell me the opposite. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm going to pray for you. Is that okay? Father, in Jesus' name. I don't know what's going on, but God does. And I can't quite place a finger on it all the way, but I'd tell you this. The scripture says the Lord binds up the brokenhearted. You know what that means? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Wonderful. Well, apparently it makes sense to God, and I don't know anything about it, which is good with me. But I believe that when we pray tonight, God's going to help you in your heart. Does that make sense? In fact, I believe that thing that's been really hurting you, God's going to put it back together. Would that be okay? Whew, that's the anointing system. Hallelujah. I'm a fake. How do you know that? I've been here one time before. And I don't recognize your friend either. Amen. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I call on you. You said you bind up the brokenhearted. So, oh, great comforter, in the Holy Spirit, I ask you to bind up my sister's heart. Mend it, Father. Touch her, Lord. That's the anointing, sis. Touch her, Lord. It's okay. That's Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, head of the church. <laughs> Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. You foul devil. You're not going to hurt her heart. She's got a heart for Jesus. The Lord shows me you have a wonderful heart for people, too. And you feel like... You put your heart out there, and that's what's caused you this great hurt. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for it, Lord. Touch her, touch her, touch her, touch her. Just receive everything Jesus wants to do for you, honey. I'm so glad you're here. God knew you'd be here tonight for such a time as this. And God's going to repay that hurt. He's going to bring somebody there to take care of that thing. The right person at the right time in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Can't fake that stuff. Can I pray for you? I won't hurt you. I won't embarrass you. You're a little on the fence. It's okay. A lot of people aren't sure about me. It's all right. Let me tell you something. I don't know if you know this or not. You have a brilliant mind. You know that? Whew. Hallelujah. You're like, I don't know how to say it, unbelievably smart. Now, we've never met before, correct? Correct. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something to do with science or something? Huh? He's a computer engineer. Pretty good for not meeting? Yeah. I won't embarrass you. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you know or not. You have a brilliant mind. I know it sounds crazy. But I felt God tell me to tell you. You have a brilliant mind. God has a great plan for you. Now hear me. If you'll steward what God's entrusted you with, which I believe you will, 
Computer engineer, that means really smart where I come from. Hallelujah. Are these your kids? Wonderful. Your mom's a wonderful lady. I prayed for your mom a couple weeks ago that God was going to give her promotion and education. Within the week, she was offered a job. There really is a real God who really cares about people. Hallelujah. Now, I believe if you steward the gift God's given you, which you have, that God is going to give you great influence and great favor. I believe he's going to get you in the ears of some people that are in high places. They'll want you for your gifts and your skills. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but I prayed for somebody like this similar before, and now they're the number two person in Google at 25 years old. I don't know why, but God does. So, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray you give my friend here, the computer engineer, great favor. You've given him a great brain, wisdom from above. The Bible says, any lacks wisdom, ask the Lord who gives liberally. <sighs> Jesus. I pray the Holy Spirit gives you supernatural favor with God and favor with man. I just feel led to say this, so I'm going to say it. Your brain will achieve great wealth for you. In fact, you've wondered on that before. Your brain will achieve great wealth for you is what I feel in my spirit. God will give you great favor. And I believe when God puts it in your hands that you'll steward it well. I'm not going to lie. I was a little on the fence when I saw you here. But um, in my mind, I was like, well, if this guy's real, he'll come to me and like pray for me. And I was like, there's no way he's going to do that. I was like, there's no way. So I, th I think it's crazy that you just, like, picked me out of the crowd and came up to me and sort of in the science thing. That was, that was crazy, yeah. That was crazy. You know why God does that? Thank you. You know why God does that? Because God wants you to know he really loves you and he really cares about you. Can I tell you something? You've got great faith. You know that? And for some reason, you just believe. You try to figure it out. <laughs> Mr. Science, it's okay. Whew. Hallelujah. You've got a wonderful spirit about you. God is going to put great wealth in your hands because of your brain. It's going to take you places where others can't go. In fact, I believe as we pray, hallelujah, that God's going to give you solutions to problems that people can't figure out. It's divine wisdom from heaven. Now, I haven't told anybody this, but I'm going to miss a Sunday in a couple of weeks because I'll be in Europe. The man I have coming to preach for me is a wonderful man of God. His son is the one who's the number two guy in Google. Got a billion-dollar brain. Declared it, decreed it, and it's been established. God's given you Hallelujah. Great wisdom. And I don't know what it is with computer science because I don't know anything about computer science. I'm looking to turn a computer on. My three-year-old daughter, four-year-old daughter, knows more about the things than I do. But I'll tell you this. God is going to cause you to have solutions to problems.
people are going to pay money for it. Mark my words. Great to meet you. Great to meet you. I pray that spirit of faith grows greater and greater on the inside of you. Greater and greater. Greater and greater. You'll grow and grow and grow. Grow and grow and grow. Hallelujah. He was on the fence. You bought in. It's okay. God loves on the fence. God loves bought in. But I'll tell you, your faith can do for you what God can do. Don't be surprised. Mom's prayers have been heard and answered. Pretty good, Mom? Yeah. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hope I didn't embarrass you, did you? You're the first person who's ever said, let me have the mic. I like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Pretty good? I do this every Sunday night. I'm not just here Christmas and Easter. Amen. Well, I'm about done, I think. I promise you, as blue as that wall is, I get caught up in the spirit, I can go around all night long. People I've never met before, over and over again. Because Jesus really wants to touch people, really wants to minister to people. Ask these folks have been hanging around a minute. Hallelujah. I had somebody, brother, tell me just recently, today actually, you know, you call people out in the meetings, they aren't going to want to come back. Because that's okay, at least Jesus touched them. People keep coming back, though. So they're wrong, amen. Hallelujah. Your precious child said all the way through the service. Can I pray for her? I'll come there, don't worry, I know you get rocking a child. I know a thing or two about it, not much. I changed a diaper once. Amen. <laughs> Father, in Jesus' mighty name, stretch a hand towards this girl. Touch this precious child. May she grow in wisdom and stature and things of the Lord. She won't be shaped by this world. She'll be shaped by the word. Mama, and bless you for being here. Bringing young children. Hallelujah to church. Did you bring her? Yeah. You okay? I didn't freak you out. Amen. You're doing all right. Great to see you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. That infirmity that's tried to plague your body. May Jesus himself touch you. You'll be another testimony of his healing power. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for being here. Thanks for bringing a friend. Good to see you. It's always good to see you. Nice, strong men. Amen? Men. Never will. Not this guy. Great to see you. God bless you. My friend, good to see you. I prayed for you this week. I don't know why. Yes, I do. Because you told me you did something with plumbing and different things and whatever. Hallelujah. I prayed for you this week. Your face came up a couple of times when I was praying. 
that's the wrong thing to say to a guy like me. Amen. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. No, I'm teasing. We'll use your help. There's another wonderful friend that helps with plumbing over there, Brother Duggan. God has brought wonderful people in this church that knows exactly what we need at the time we need it. With that being said, let me know when you guys are free. We'll take a Saturday, an evening, or whenever. we got some plumbing work to do. we got a bunch of work to do in the building next door. In fact, I'll say this. Anybody wants to come over Saturday, uh, we'll do some cleanup around here. Other building. You have no skill, we could help clean up. You have skill, we could do some skilled things. If you're not free this Saturday, we'll take any time you got. Hallelujah. I just felt led to say that. <laughs> Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm almost done, I promise. Actually, I don't care. I love seeing people hungry and thirsty for the things of God. You know who loves it more than me? God. I haven't known your dad that long, but I love him. I really do. They're like two peas in a pod. We were out there flying around that lift the other day. First off, I think, Brother Hannah, you ought to meet his dad. Everybody in this town knows his dad. Good or bad, amen. Got a wonderful spirit, your dad. Tremendously gifted. We were laughing up in that thing, causing a ruckus. Then we went over to Polly's and did some damage. Amen. He's just like you ordered a gyro. Gyro, sorry. You know I love your family very much. Very, very much. I get on the phone with your husband, forget it. I think he tries to just hang the phone up on me. Amen. <sighs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. More and more and more. Lars, I don't think I ever told you this. If I did, forgive me. But that same kind of creative spirit that your father's got, you have it on the inside of you too. I don't know if you know that or not. And I've only ever seen you run the paintbrush with Brother Grant there. Hallelujah. But you have a wonderful creative spirit about you too, just like your father. And I love about your father, he just, first off, he has wild dreams, but he can just see things when other people can't see it. Well, the Lord's going to do the same for you. Father in Jesus' mighty name. <sighs> dreams and visions. Yeah, that's the Lord. Dreams and visions. <sighs> Bless your whole family. More and more and more. <sighs> in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Can't fake that. What's well, amazing? Nobody gets up and leaves. Even the politicians stay. Amen. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> the only politician I ever seen sits. You know, I've never had a politician here before. I've had a bunch of the mask, and I've told them flat out no. I had you here as a favor to Bernice. Bernice and Glenn are wonderful people, who I genuinely like, really love. Even Glenn. That's hard, Bernice. Amen. And I'm teasing. We pray for the two of you, and then I'm going to close out, I think. Take each other by the hand. Everybody stretch a hand towards my friends. 
Hallelujah. I knew you were going to come tonight. Here you are on Mother's Day posting a scripture on social media. Nothing like sticking it to the devil like that. She lost both her boys a couple years ago, terribly drowned. She lost her son, moved up here from Virginia. Thank God. And the Lord has brought the two of them together. Here they are on Mother's Day in God's house. She posts a scripture the first thing this morning for Mother's Day. Talk about sticking it to the devil. I feel like even about coming to church tonight, there's like this wrestling going on that you shouldn't come. But yet there's a side of you. Pretty good? Yeah, I know. Don't worry, I won't embarrass you. Hopefully I'm not embarrassing you. And you, you felt like, and it was of the Lord, that if you would come here, it would lift your spirit. In fact, I think you said something like that. Yes. Right. You knew you had to be here. Right. In fact, there was this wrestling going on, and I'm not picking on anybody, but even, even people around you thought you shouldn't come tonight. I don't know. <laughs> no. I can see it right by the spirit. Whew, hallelujah. You too. Yeah, I know. Not just the band, you too. You too, amen. But the Lord has lifted both of your spirits while you've been here tonight. And that heaviness you both felt all day has lifted as I was preaching. <laughs> and even while I was preaching, it's funny, talking about things of the mind, the devil's tried to attack your brain while the heaviness was lifting. Pretty good? While the heaviness was lifting and tried to keep you with what you came in with. Now, I won't embarrass you any further, but the gifts of the Spirit are like the headlights on a car. The further you drive, the more you see. Whew. It's not a lack of faith. It's the devil trying to attack your minds because of the situation you went through. Now, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, head of the church, I thank you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Father. Whew. I pray you comfort these wonderful women of God. I pray the Lord will use your stories as a testimony to other people who have walked through the same mess, the same hell, really, that there is hope to be found in Jesus. Who would ever thought from me doing a funeral you guys would end up here? But God knew. God knew. Now, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I loose to them the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, great comforter. Holy Spirit, strengthen them. Clarity of mind. Your minds to be completely clear. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. We give you the glory, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Who is a good thing Rick's driving? Amen. I'm going to close the service out. It's like when the anointing steps in, like everything goes out the window. Time, space, everything. And I'll never make an apology for allowing the Spirit of God to move. He's not the red-headed stepchild. He's the trophy of the church. Oh, I feel that. He's not the red-headed stepchild. He's the trophy of the church. 
I'll never bow to man that wants me to speed things up and pump you out the door. That's the devil. I'll only bow to God. In case you haven't known me the last few years, I definitely won't bow to man. Hallelujah. When I met Glenn, you came up to me. I don't know if you remember this. We were out in front of the park, and you said to me, i got to wear a mask to get in there. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if you were part of the feds or what you were. Amen. (laughs) That New York accent, I thought, who knows? I said, no, no mask. You asked me if you had to register or something to come to church. Something crazy. Other churches, I guess, were only allowing so many people and you had to register to go to service or something. I said, brother, I don't know what you're talking about. Amen. But in there, we're burning, baby. Burn, baby, burn, disco inferno. Amen. And I'm glad the Lord sent you. Hallelujah. We're going to receive an offering as we go. To show how much I care about money, I wait till like, you know, two and a half hours into a service. To receive an offering. <laughs> Who cares? Chris, we're going to sow into you tonight too. Paul, help us get a check. Hallelujah. I never think about how much I give away. I just always think about how great our God is. And how he said, give, it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. One scripture, and I promise I'll leave you alone. Deuteronomy 15.10. You shall surely give to him. This is New King James. And your heart should not be grieved when you give to him. Because for this thing the Lord your God will bless you in all your works and in all which you put your hand to. When you give to God joyfully, hear me, the Bible says God will bless the work of your hands. God will bless everything you put your hand to. didn't say he's an ATM, lay on your back and money's going to rain from the sky. No, he said he bless the work of your hands. So everybody lift your hands just for a second. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, as we give back to your work, hallelujah. I pray, Father, for the blessing of Almighty God to be upon the hands of these people. I pray for the people in this crowd, as I do daily, for dreams, inventions, businesses, and ideas. I can point to people all over this room that have become part of this church that now own their own business. I pray you bless them supernaturally. The same way with my friend, who you gave a dream to start a hand sanitizer business to before COVID. And you have blessed him unbelievably. Give him dreams, inventions, and business ideas. Hey, guess what? You'll never have to worry about money. I think I've told you that before. But as you go out on the mission field where God guides, God provides. God guides, God provides. People have told you you're young getting married and you're going to struggle financially. Pretty good? Yep. Yeah, they're liars. I have people didn't believe me very close to me. Tell, tell Carolyn, you don't want to marry the preacher, they're poor. The only thing that was poor was their speech. And their mindset. You won't struggle. It'll be with ease. And I believe God will give. Hallelujah. 
in places where I've ministered in Alaska. God will give you great favor. In fact, take her by the hand. Stretch a hand towards them. Must be like missionary night in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, God will give you great favor in Alaska. Hear me. You go to Camp AM? Yeah? Which is a camp way out in the bush. Or I lived out there for a summer. I pray God gives you great favor with those children. And you got a heart for somewhere else, but God will put that heart for Alaska in there too. Don't laugh. He'll take you where she wants to go too. Amen. Your heart's for Central America, isn't that right? Huh? She's shaking her head yes for those of you that can't see. He likes Alaska. They're two different directions. But God will give you favor. In case you didn't know geography. God will give you favor in both places. And provision for it too. I had no idea you guys were going to be here. And I don't know why. But I said something to Carolyn today about going to your wedding. Didn't even know if I was invited. Amen. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I was with your pastor a couple weeks ago in West Virginia. We sat and had dinner together. He's a wonderful man of God. <sighs> On the move up in Maine. Hallelujah. Might as well pray for you too while we're here. You're getting ready to leave for the summer and go play the drums, right? I don't know why I knew that, but I did. Don't worry, I don't stalk you on anything. There's a lot of baggage at the school, but you've stood up for what was right. Now with Brother Tiff coming in there, the paradigm has shifted. Hallelujah. I came back to the school once with Brother Ted since I've graduated. And when I was there, I said some things I probably shouldn't have, but they were God's word that God was going to shake some people out of that place and bring in the right man to turn that ship around. Well, that's just what happened. The guy that was in charge at the time, Ron, he didn't like it. Amen. But I knew it was the word of the Lord. I pray as you travel and play the drums, hallelujah, that your anointing will get stronger and stronger and better and better. Just as you've continued to grow and play in the drums and grow in your preaching, things of that nature, the anointing gets stronger and stronger. Not because I'm here, but you young men made the right decision being here tonight and getting in the anointing. This stuff isn't taught, it's caught. <sighs> now, Father, I pray the anointing gets stronger and stronger on their life. <sighs> Better and better in Jesus' mighty name. Stronger and stronger and stronger, stronger and stronger. And your worship's going to get stronger and stronger too. And the anointing's just going to fall. Then he'll be able to preach with ease. In Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> what was that doing? Receiving an offering. As I said, you can tell I really care about the offering. God will always provide for his work. And I'm a sower, so it'll always come back to us too. Now, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray you bless everybody in the house. Bless the gift and the giver. On the way out the door for all the ladies, we have a gift for them. I pray for the four ladies that won the spa credits tonight. It's like the best day of their lives. I really do. In Jesus' mighty name. I said in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, I pray you have the best week of your life. I hope to see you next Sunday night if Jesus should tarry. I love you. God loves you. We'll see you next week.